0: Hi, I'm Huang Rui. On today's Alight on Literature, we we'll continue by presenting the book The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post-80s generation in China, published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press in 2016. In today's episode, we we'll present you the final part of the story under the same name of the book written by Wang Weilian and translated by Stephen Day. The author, Wang Weilian was born in Qinghai province in 1982. He graduated from Sun Yasen University in 2004. His major works include the novel The Rescued and short story Upside Down Life, previously on The Sound of Salt Forming. Not far off,
1: a blue salt mining vessel was at work. After seeing us, it headed toward us. Ma should be on board. I recalled the time when Ma and I had both been courting Xiaoling at the same time. In the end, I succeeded. What I depended on was precisely my only interest writing lyrics. Yet, I still hadn't sung any of my lyrics and could only compose a poem to give to Xiaoling. In this place, devoid of life, the romanticism of a poem was much more useful than anything else. We had already gone this far, filled with such mutual affection, but eventually our affection was defeated by this timeless expanse of desolation. We both became part of the desolation. And then, even mutual enemies. Several shots of hard liquor were in our bellies. A cool nightfall breeze blew directly into our faces. I couldn't help but feel a little dizzy. The contour of Ma's swarthy face, which was sunburned, seemed like a mirror reflecting my own. Uncontrollable tears started to stream down my face. Seeing this, Ting was surprised but it was already too late to wipe away my tears. It's nothing. It's nothing. Just something in my throat. I toasted Ting again, then said to Ma, Take good care of this brother of mine. If he hasn't had enough to drink... It's because you haven't taken good enough care of him. Ma listened to me, then launched more frequent assaults on Ting to drink more. After several rounds, the look in Ting's eyes became somewhat blurry. Not wanting to be outdone, Ting egged me on to drink more. I drank another three shots in a row with him. I felt dread in my heart and reminded myself that I couldn't drink any more. Don't blame yourself for what happened to Zhao, Ma said suddenly. I felt the smell of blood gushing out of my chest, which choked my words. No! I wanted to explain the reason for my tears, but how to explain it clearly? What's up? Ting insisted that Ma explain. Ma looked at me, his expression full of doubt. It's nothing, Ma. Tell him! I waved him off and looked away. I realised that Jin Jing was looking at me. Our gaze is locked. Just at this moment, the evening sun finally set. Because of the vast open space, it seemed very sudden. That deathly pale stretch of horizon in an instant turned pitch black. This darkness, contrasted with the weak glow in the profundity of the sky, was dense, like some sort of heavy metal. For a short while, I couldn't see Jin Jing's face clearly. I suddenly wanted to see her face, not knowing why, it wasn't that I was harbouring some hidden lust while under the influence. Rather, it was just a pure yearning, like a hope, rarely experienced my entire life. No. No. This was a dream. More beautiful than hope. In the darkness, Ting was choked with tears. Perhaps the story of Zhao had affected him. Perhaps he was only crying for himself, I have long been accustomed to the sobbing of men. Not just my own tears, but those of every guy who has ever stayed here. Ma continued urging Ting to drink. He was experienced in these matters. Once, encountering such situations, people would not only stop crying after having a few more drinks, they would actually start to laugh, unable to stop. I stood up, walked over to the ship's railing, and stood next to Jin Jing. This way... I could clearly see her face again. In those eyes of hers, with her long eyelashes, there seemed to be a shimmer of water, just like the lake water close by. I was irresistibly tempted. What would it feel like to live with such a woman? I couldn't help daydreaming, substituting Jin Jing for Xia Ling. How would my life be different in the end? I was bewildered and couldn't help sighing. You have been listening to The Sound of Salt Forming, a short story selected from the book, The Sound of Salt Forming. Short stories by the post 80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author, Wang Weilian was born in 1982 in Haiyan County, Qinghai Province. He graduated from Sun Yat-sen University in 2004 with a degree in anthropology. His major works include the novel The Rescued, novellas The Law Trilogy, The Inside Face, A Man Without Fingerprints, and The Second Person, as well as short stories Upside Down Life and Resignation. What is it? Xinjing finally spoke. Do you love Ting? I suddenly asked, much to my surprise. Don't know. I suppose not. Jin Jing's reply was most decisive, without the slightest hesitation. Well, you're still with him. I don't love myself, but don't I still have to live with myself? You don't love yourself? Mm-hmm. Why? You're so beautiful. Because I'm a fugitive. I killed someone. I didn't want to believe what I had just heard. I sobered up quickly because it was so very scary. Jin Jing's expression, however, remained normal, as if she were making small talk. But tears started rolling down her cheeks, which made me really believe that what she'd said was true. <coughs> just ting no. I felt my throat get scratchy and coughed. Jinjing shook her head. He's never asked. She stopped a moment, then continued. If he asked, I'd tell him. (sighs) You'd better not say, I sighed. Even though the person deserved it, I know my crime is serious. I never wanted to live such a shameful life. I wander all over, going wherever life leads me. I don't know anything. Really, I had no interest in getting to the bottom of this. It seemed like what Jingjing Jing was telling me was a story from a TV drama. If people ask, then I'll tell them, but nobody ever asks. You're the only one who has asked. You ask me why I don't love myself. I was very moved. Many people like my good looks, but seldom do they ask me if I love myself. I understand. Do you really understand? Really? You know what they were saying about Zhao just now? Xia Ling told me. The day Zhao died, it was just the two of us. I often suspect it was my fault. Was it I who killed him? Were you drunk that evening? Yes, I was drunk. But the strange thing is, after getting drunk, I can still act like a sober person. Others mistakenly think my tolerance is high, but actually it's not. Often after sobering up, I have no idea at all what I may have done. What I want to know is, why do you suspect yourself? Jin Jing had firmly latched onto the fatal clue and was pushing me to say why. I thought it over, and looking at lights illuminating the plant not far away, replied, Actually, I like her very much. When we drank together, we would discuss everything under the sun. Time passed quickly, and life was a little better. In fact, I can't stand this way of life and want to resist it, but Zhao was the embodiment of this type of life, so that's why I have such thoughts. Still, now that Zhao is gone, my life is even more challenging. Well, fine. If you think you killed Zhao, this way, you can be a little more at ease. Jin Jing spoke softly, moved toward me, her arm very close to mine. I felt her comforting me, but still mumbled... Can I? You don't even know how much I envy your present life. If you were really a murder suspect, then wouldn't holding up in this desolate place be a kind of peaceful redemption? You even have a woman who loves you very much, and wants to have a child with you. She told you that? Of course. Jin Jing smiled after saying this. In the lamplight at dusk. Her smile had a holy and pure aura. She almost made me knock. "'Hey, what are you chatting about? Come over here and drink!' Ting started bellowing in our direction. He was already drunk and grinning like a happy fool. "'I don't recall what happened next that day because Ma, Jing, and I kept on drinking. I was drunk. The strange thing is, that evening I didn't dream of Zhao, but I still had a dream.' I was walking alone by the lakeside in the evening. The darkness weighed down on me so much that I couldn't breathe. I closed my eyes in despair and heard the sounds of fine fragments all around me, like the sound of something growing. I was extremely scared. Waking up in the morning, it occurred to me that this might have been just the sound of salt forming. Salt can form here, and those beautiful salt flowers blossom continuously. In this way... One could consider that life-forms other than us exist here too. It's just that salt is a life-form without life. For the creator, does the essence of humans and salt really differ? Humans and that of salt are both mere transformations of growth and decline. been listening to The Sound of Salt Forming, a short story selected from the book, The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post-80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author, Wang Weilian, was born in 1982 in Haiyan County, Qinghai province. He graduated from Sun Yat-sen University in 2004 with a degree in anthropology. His major works include the novel The Rescued, novellas The Law Trilogy, The Inside Face, A Man Without Fingerprints and The Second Person, as well as short stories Upside-Down Life and Resignation. It was probably more than two months after Ting and Jing left that I received a large package. From its shape, I guessed it could be a painting, and on opening, it was as I had anticipated, a framed and commissioned oil painting. It was a creation of Tings, with the Salt Lake as its subject. The Salt Lake and salt flowers in the painting were most strange. At first glance, it seemed like a scene from outer space or something in a surrealist style. Yet, after looking at it for a while longer, I discovered that the deformed exaggerations in it were exactly what enhanced the most significant characteristics of the Salt Lake. I put it in the living room and waited for Xiao Ling to return and give me her opinion of it. But she just took one glance and cried out in alarm, "Put it away right now. I don't want to see it again." Why?" I was confused. Xiao Ling replied. It's exactly the same as the salt lake in my dreams. It scares the wits out of me. This indeed was odd. I could only wrap up the painting and put it away. Perhaps if I took it out again somewhere away from the salt lake, it would exude a different style. I wrote Ting back and thanked him for the painting. I told him that I would treasure it. I didn't mention a word about Ting Jin Ting. He wouldn't be happy if I mentioned her, I thought. I no longer envied Ting. Perhaps it was because she really didn't love him. Perhaps it was because I had come to terms with my own transgression and consequently had discovered my own happiness. I planned to stay here contentedly. Ting didn't reply to my letter and thus vanished. Like a grain of salt, floating in the salt lake, dissolved in a big rainstorm. Life once again settled down. The ripples gradually calmed. I didn't drink heavily anymore, but not because I was afraid I would dream of seeing Zhao. Occasionally I would have such dreams. Rather, it was because we had to batten down the hatches and make our prenatal preparations. After Xiaolin got pregnant, she took leave without pay from work and went to her parents' home in the provincial capital. Living separately in two places, we quarreled less and our feelings were rekindled. I was already unable to imagine any circumstances in which I would live with another woman. In fall of the following year, Xia Ling delivered a healthy baby boy. After becoming a father, I still went to work at the Salt Lake plant, but also entertained thoughts of resigning. The strange thing was, however, that as I continued to reside in this boundless saline land, my state of mind gradually calmed down thoughts of leaving, were no longer especially pressing. When walking along the shore of the salt lake and looking at the strange alien landscape, I would often think of Ting's painting and of Jing's beautiful face. The memories were very vague, as if I had never seen them in reality, but only in a fantastic dream. You have been listening to The Sound of Salt Forming, a short story selected from the book The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post-80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author, Wang Weilian, was born in 1982 in Haiyan County, Qinghai Province. He graduated from Sun Yat-sen University in 2004 with a degree in Anthropology. His major works include the novel The Rescued, Novellas The Law Trilogy, The Inside Face, A Man Without Fingerprints and The Second Person, as well as short stories Upside Down Life and Resignation. At the onset of winter, a rare north wind blew in. To my surprise... I noticed that a thin layer of ice had formed on the surface of the salt lake, and had coalesced with the glittering and translucent salt bed. Such a sight was rarely seen, for salt lakes rarely freeze. I made a point of to look at the plant thermometer. The coldest temperature had reached 25 below zero. But more of a pain was that it never snowed during this unusually cold winter, and was awfully dry. Every morning when one got up, one's throat would be burning. After getting up one morning, I received a letter that appeared to have been sent from abroad. Using my limited English, I made out after quite some time that it was probably from Nepal. I guessed that it was most likely from Jinjing. A letter from a dream? For a moment, I questioned whether or not I had really woken up. Jinjing's hand was as beautiful as she was. In her letter, she told me that all was well. Her reason for writing me was that she had thought of me while repenting in front of the Buddha Stupa in Kathmandu. Many Buddha eyes are painted on the base of the stupa and those merciful eyes were fixed on her, which at long last allowed her not to dread death any longer. She said Kathmandu was very beautiful Green mountains encircled the city all around and fresh flowers were often in bloom. She hoped that one day I would also have the opportunity to go there. It offered completely different scenery to that of the Salt Lake. She also told me about the whereabouts of Ting. He had gone to Shenzhen and opened a gallery there. She had heard that business was pretty good. Finally, she said that on her deathbed, she would choose to die by a place like the Salt Lake and become one. With its eternal primordialism, she had looked up some information about it and found out that the largest salt lake in the world was not here, but on a plateau in the southwestern part of Bolivia in South America. It was called Salar de She said that later she would make Salar de her burial ground. She took the effort to include some facts. The elevation there is above 3,000 metres, and it stretches over an area of 12,500 square kilometres. Every winter, the salt lake is filled with rainwater, forming a shallow body of water. In summer, the lake water dries up, leaving a mineral crust made up primarily of salt. In many places, the salt layers exceed 10 metres in thickness, with total reserves weighing approximately 650 billion tonnes, sufficient for the entire population of the world's consumption for a 1,000 years. Locals use solid salt layers from the lake, formed during the dry season, to make thick blocks, which are used in constructing their homes. Except for the roof, doors and windows, the walls and furnishings, including beds, tables, chairs and other furniture, are all made out of salt blocks. In replying to her, I wrote, Lowering some of the data for Sala de Juni and switching the seasons to the northern hemisphere, There isn't any difference from us here. As I write, I am leaning on a table made up of piled salt boxes. On top of the blocks lies a pane of glass. On top of the pane of glass, a warm blue piece of velvet is spread out, which exudes a warm, reliable feeling. I touch the table, and although its construction is unusual, it's actually really no different from any normal table. I never received any more letters from her. As time passed, I thought that even the letter I had received seemed like an unreal hallucination because there was no physical evidence of it left. I was afraid Xia Ling would see it, and thus had burned it after reading it. As spring was approaching, Xia Ling called and urged me to return to see our child and go for an interview while there. She said her relative had helped me by keeping an eye out for new job opportunities, packing my luggage the thought occurred to me that perhaps nobody ever had come here to see me. The only thing that had kept me company was the endless sound of salt forming. Ah yes, even in the hubbub of the day, I can still make out the sound of those fragments. I raised my head and looked out the window at the pallor of the salt flats, not knowing whether I would ever return.
0: What you just heard was the last part of the story the sound of salt forming from the book under the same name published by the foreign language teaching and research press in 2016. join us again next time on a light on literature for the next story titled home in the same book see you next time
1: You have been listening to The Sound of Salt Forming, a short story selected from the book The Sound of Salt Forming, short stories by the post 80s generation in China, edited by Song Gong and Yang Qingxiang and published by the Foreign Language Teaching and Research Press. The author, Wang Weilian was born in 1982 in Haiyan County, Qinghai province. He graduated from Sun Yat-sen University in 2004 with a degree in anthropology. His major works include the novel The Rescued, novellas The Law Trilogy, The Inside Face, A Man Without Fingerprints and The Second Person, as well as short stories Upside Down Life and Resignation.